wants to work anymore. This is a societal problem. Nobody wants to come to OTAs. Nobody wants to make me my tacos after work. Why does nobody want to get better? This is where Wisconsin gathers to talk sports. Packers, Brewers, Badgers, Bucks. The Wisco Sports Show is on the air. Here's your host, Grant Bills. Busy sports news day today. So Mike Krzyzewski, I guess, is going to retire after next year. That's big breaking news. Danny Ainge, president of basketball operations, GM for the Celtics, steps down. He's retiring. And then Brad Stevens is going from the coach to the president role. Okay. Bob Baffert, the horse guy, suspended by Churchill Downs. That was pretty big news today. A lot of news today. The problem is I can't, I can't do anything with this. What are you going to talk about Mike Krzyzewski for a half hour? I can't, I can't do that. That's not content for the show. Danny Ainge stepping down and Brad Stevens stepping up. Like, I love ripping on the Celtics, but what am I, what am I supposed to do with that? There's like four or five major stories today and really nothing that we can do with any of it. Of course, now it's post-June 1st. What is it, June, June 2nd today? Yes, June 2nd. I thought maybe it was the third for a second, a day off. No big trades in the NFL. Julio Jones is still there. Aaron Rodgers is still there. So it's like, oh, we could we, we could have used some news like that. Not that I'm not all about horse racing and Bob Baffert. Don't get me wrong. Big horse guy. Yeah, but I, I can't do it. Mike Krzyzewski, Bob Baffert, Danny Ainge. I, I can do nothing with this. So we're going to stick to what we know. Get back to the basics. Backers, brewers, badgers, bucks. It's fine. We'll talk about horse racing a different day, I guess. It's fine. My name is Grant Bills. This is the Wisco Sports Show. Hope you're enjoying this beautiful day. I think we're going to have a pretty good show for the next two hours. At least I, we have the content. We have the, the conversations. My notes are jam-packed. I think we have a couple really interesting topics to get to. The bowling pins have been set up. Now it's just up to you and me to knock them down and to conduct some really interesting conversation over the next two hours. We are going to have a guest today, Ebo, our friend from Madison, The Zone. Thought we were going to get him yesterday, and I think the the distance, uh, the wait of 24 hours just has made my heart grow fonder. Anything worthwhile is worth waiting for. So my great-grandma used to say, and what my grandma and my mother say as well. Anything worthwhile is worth waiting for. And Ebo, certainly worthwhile, and we waited today, but we'll speak with him at 4.30. I, I think I'm going to get him today. A couple things I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to poke him in the ribs on. I think we're going to get Ebo worked up. Or I'm going to try. You know, he's always Mr. Calm, Cool, and Collected, or so he says. But I'm excited to talk a little Brewers, little Badgers, other Badgers news. They have a new athletic director. So maybe we should just spring that surprisingly on Ebo and see if he can give us a full breakdown and a full bio and life story of uh, the new Badgers athletic director, whose name I, t- I totally know off the top of my head. I, I know that. Um, we'll, we'll quiz Ebo. Yeah, his name is um, Mike, uh, Mike Davis. Mike Davis. Yeah, let's, uh, let's talk about some other things. We'll get to the Brewers coming up at, at 420. They lost last night, and I don't want to do a lot of deep diving on the Brewers today. We did a lot of that yesterday. So I do want to have a casual conversation about the Brewers, uh, and I do want to talk about one player in specific. Not Keston Hero. We've done that. Not Woody. Not Burns. But I do want to have one specific conversation about a Brewers player today. Ebo at 430, like I said. We'll hear from Giannis at 530. I want to start with the NBA. Selfishly. It's something we haven't really been able to talk about this week or the end of last week because the Bucks ran away with this series. So we've been talking about other things. We've been talking about the Brewers or the Packers or whatever. And I do want to start with the NBA today because it's my favorite league and there are some really, really interesting stories. You can be a part of the show if you'd like. Text me or tweet me, 608 796 You can tweet at me uh, at Wisco Grant. I don't know if I said that already. Jamie from Ken's Barbershop on the north side. Text in says it's Chris McIntosh, homeboy. Thank you. I knew I knew that. I knew that. Of course, Chris McIntosh. Everybody knows Chris Mac. Everybody knows Chris McIntosh. Yeah, can't wait for him to take over Badgers Athletics. You bet. Yep, been reading all about him. Yep, super educated on that story. We'll just have have Ebo, you know, help us out a little bit at 5:30. I'm I'm sure I'll know everything that Ebo brings, but you know, for for the Badgers layman uh, who doesn't know Chris McIntosh. Of course. Of course. Thank you, Jamie, for the uh, for the text and the haircut last week. Looks fantastic. Lots of compliments. So thank you on both fronts. Little behind the scenes on on how this show gets planned because I think 
I think it helps me explain the conversation we're about to have. When I plan the show, I plan like three or four big segments a day and then a couple of smaller segments to kind of fill into the cracks. So the big conversations, the big segments are typically at 4 o'clock, 5 o'clock, and then like 4.30, 5.30. Those are the long conversations, the extended conversations, the big topics of the day. And then at like 5.50, it'll throw in a little, hey, by the way, this happened. Or at 4.50. Oh, really quickly, I want to mention this, right? So we have the big segments, we have the crack fillers. Yesterday, our big segments were about the Brewers. We talked with David Gasper, and then we talked about the Bucks sweeping the heat. And exactly what has changed from last year to this year, not only with Milwaukee, but also with Miami, to the point where the Bucks get swept out in five games last year, a gentleman's sweep, and then turn around and, and eliminate the heat in four straight games this year. A lot of changes. So we talked about that yesterday. Those were our big segments. Yesterday, I was planning to BS a little bit about some of the other NBA series. We just didn't have time. We didn't get to it because our conversation with David Gasper went a little long, and we got bogged down on the Brewers and a couple other things. So we didn't get to the NBA yesterday. And like, I just set aside the first 15 minutes of the show. Today. I was like, I want to talk about some of these games in these series because I love the NBA playoffs. This is probably my favorite time of year. And similar to March Madness, I actually think the first two rounds of the playoffs are the best because there are more games, more teams, more action. There's just more, 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 more. Like the Elite Eight is great. A lot of really good teams, Blue Blood programs and a Cinderella or two, but there's nothing that beats that opening weekend where there's games on dawn until dusk on multiple channels. It's like True TV, TBS, uh, MTV, Discovery Channel. I don't know. Channels that I didn't even know I had. Stuff that I didn't even know was included in my cable package. And I'm like, what is Montana versus Vermont State? What channel is it on? Oh, it's on Bravo. Great. Like that first weekend is just choice. It's the same with the NBA playoffs. There are four games tonight. Wizards 76ers. Love it. Great. Let's see if the uh, Wizards can force a game six. Yes. Hawks, Knicks, game five as well. Love it. Grizzlies, Jazz at 830. I'm not going to say I love that game, but I will watch. You bet. I'm there. And then Mavericks, Clippers tonight. A pivotal game five. I love a pivotal game five. A game five in which the series is tied 2-2. Clippers lost two games at home. Mavericks lost two games at home. All right, let's go. Let's see how the series is going to turn. A pivotal game five. I love that. And last night was amazing. There were two pivotal game fives last night. Blazers, Nuggets, which I think everybody believes is just going to go seven. Nobody knows he's going to win, but it's like, it's going to go seven. The Nuggets won last night in overtime, double overtime over the Blazers. And then Lakers, Suns last night. Both of those series going into last night were 2-2. So we're really going to decide, hey, how is Lakers, Suns going to be dictated moving forward? How is Blazers, Nuggets going to be dictated moving forward? And oh yeah, also last night, the Nets beat the Celtics. So the Celtics are done for the year. And the Nets move on to play the Bucks, a gentleman's sweep, winning in five. And I would like I was dialed in for Lakers Suns last night. I had the Brewers on my laptop, and then I had Lakers Suns on the big TV. When I say big, it's tiny. I my TV setup is <laughs> it's not great. It's no Bill Michaels tiki bar. Okay, I, I can't quite compete with that. It gets the job done. Right, I'm, I'm waiting for one to go on sale. Right, but I had the Brewers on my laptop, and then Lakers Suns on the moderately sized, outdated. TV on my entertainment center. No amazing setup. Lakers Suns naturally stunk. It was a blowout. And then the good game, Blazers Nuggets, is buried on NBA TV, which I, like, it's really funny when fans get bent out of shape. It's like, whoa, the good game's on NBA TV. Hey, that's part of the fun, right? Positive spin. That's part of the fun. Of course it is. It's weird. It's wacky. You gotta go find the game on NBA TV. And that's part of the madness of the opening round of the NBA playoffs when there's multiple games going on at once. Same with March Madness, as we talked about. I want to start with Lakers-Suns. It is so much fun that Phoenix is good. This is really the first time in the context of my NBA fandom, which started in 2011. I became an NBA fan through the LeBron James Miami Heat. Not really because of LeBron. I've never been a LeBron guy. But Dwayne Wade was from Marquette, and Chris Bosh was just cool. But then I also fell in love with some of the role players on those teams. Like, I loved Mario Chalmers. Shane Battier was awesome. Um, who else were on those teams? Mike Miller. How could you hate Mike Miller? The dude could barely walk up and down the floor, but he just got buckets. He just banged threes, possession after possession. The team had Joel Anthony, had the Birdman. The team was awesome. And that, that was the era in which I came into NBA fandom. The Suns have never been good since then. The Suns have been a poverty franchise for as long as I have been a regular routine NBA fan. And Phoenix is fun. I like cheering for Phoenix. I also like cheering for the Lakers to lose, which is great. 
But as soon as the Lakers lose, then I can't cheer for them to lose anymore. So I'm kind of conflicted. Like, I want the Lakers to keep going because I want someone to cheer against. But I also, like, I want them to lose. So I'm, it's quite a contradiction here. I am not really sure how I, not really sure how I feel. The way this series, Lakers-Suns, has ebbed and flowed over the last, I don't know, week and a half, two weeks, it's nuts, both in narrative and in price, if you're a better. If you look at the narrative from game one to game five, Suns win game one, and you're like, holy balls, Suns are amazing, LeBron is in trouble, he looks injured, Lakers are done. That's game one. Game two, Lakers win. Oh, Suns can't close. Suns can't close. CP3's injured, he can't play, and the path is clear for the Lakers. Right, they've turned the corner, they won a game on the road, the Lakers are winning the West. And then the Lakers win game three, and we're like, oh, this is really done. The Suns aren't ready for the big time. Booker isn't good enough. Then the Suns win game four. It's like, well, wait a minute. Now it's tied. It's a best of three. Two of the games are in Phoenix. Anthony Davis is hurt. Uh, look out. Here come the Suns. And then last night, the Suns were up for 30 for a majority of this game, and it was done in the first quarter. I mean, the Lakers only scored 10 points in the second quarter. Like, this game was done. It was done at halftime. And obviously they miss Anthony Davis, but last night I heard a lot of, like, oh, this team is so bad except for LeBron. There's not a good player on this team except for LeBron. Look, I'm not trying to slander LeBron. Maybe in a minute, but not right now. But I thought earlier this year, everyone was saying that this Lakers team got way better. So the defending champs last year had a great offseason. They got better. I thought that's what we were all saying. And now that that narrative has has switched completely. It's like, oh, this Lakers team is bad other than LeBron. When did that happen? When did that because that's not what I heard earlier this year. It's not what everyone was saying earlier this year. And I don't really want to hear about how nobody else could hit shots other than LeBron. Like, yeah, Dennis Schroeder was terrible, and KCP's dealing with an injury, and he couldn't offer much. And the Lakers not named LeBron James last night were bad. They were 20-65 from the field. That's 30%, which is... 6-24 to from three, which isn't even 25%. Yeah, that's really bad. But sometimes LeBron just becomes this player who just drives and kicks. And he's very good at it. He mentioned it in the post-game press conference. He's like, well, we didn't hit shots. It's my job to create shots and get guys in rhythm. And we just didn't hit shots. Look, I understand. I understand that that's how LeBron plays, especially without Anthony Davis. But the problem is, when they start playing a drive and kick game, it becomes all about LeBron James and the specialists. That was the problem in Cleveland the first time around, is they just tried to surround him with as many shooters as possible. And when the shots weren't going down, nobody else could create offense. Right? And like, yeah, last night LeBron was really good at creating open looks for his teammates. But three-point shooting comes and goes, even when the looks are good. You can have guys who just can't hit water if they fell out of boat, even if they're wide open. And it's not fair to expect everyone on your team to shoot 40% from three just because LeBron gets you a wide-open shot. Some games, yes, but other games, no. And last night, it's just LeBron driving and then kicking. Somebody misses a shot, and it's like, oh, you got to help LeBron. Well, that's the nature of three-point shooting. That's how that works. So it was a little frustrating to watch that last night. The price of this series, we're talking about how the narrative has shifted, the price has shifted. This is how the price has gone over the games. It opened at Lakers minus 300, then moved to Lakers minus 110, then Lakers minus 900, and now the Lakers is plus 225. (laughs) What? If you look at a line graph of how this has changed, it is wild. Up and down and up and down, game by game. This This is a series in which the narrative and the price is just been up and down constantly, and it's really entertaining to watch. I also enjoy the drama that's spawned from this series. Last night, down 30, LeBron James leaves the bench, goes into the locker room with five minutes left. It's like, dude, really? Like, you're really going to throw up a softball for the media like this? You're really going to lob a softball to Skip Bayless and Stephen A. Smith and Max Kellerman? You're going to lob that softball for everybody on Sports Talk Radio and TV today to to get on TV and go, I can't believe, I couldn't believe what I saw from LeBron James last night. It was incredulous. It was unbelievable. It was embarrassing, quite frankly, for the best player in the league, for the king, to go into the locker room and leave your teammates on the bench. And of course, it's all performative. Who really cares? They were down 30. They weren't going to win, whether he's on the bench or in the locker room. It doesn't matter. But that's the theatrics of sports TV. And LeBron was really like, yeah, I'm going to leave the bench. Do with this what you will. Here's some content, everybody. Go ahead and crush me for it. Like, I can't believe he did that. I don't care. I can't believe he did that. He just wants to be discussed. Whether he's getting killed or whether he's being praised, he just, he wants to be talked about. Man, I, I can't believe he did that. Once again, I don't care. If you want to go into the locker room ahead of time and 
your teammates are fine with it. And he's like, well, I went back into the locker room to get treatment with Anthony Davis. Does he need to get treated during the game? What is, is, there, is there a time-sensitive massage that he needs to get every night at 10, 15 p.m.? Central Standard Time. It's like, oh, there's a game going on. No, I need my massage. Sorry. I'm on a very strict regimented schedule here. I must be in the locker room. This is very odd. Here's LeBron talking about going to the locker room early. Once again, I don't care. It's just really funny because this is how sports media works. People write their rants about stuff like this. Even though it doesn't matter, the Lakers game was done. They were going to lose by 30. Here's LeBron talking about his decision, I guess, to go into the locker room early for some reason. Uh, what was going through my mind was uh, they're kicking our ass, but at the end of the day, it's one game. And, um, you know, it's one game and, you know, they did what they, they did, what they supposed to do. Um, you know, they held serve at home and we go back an opportunity to, uh, to even the series back out again. So, um, that was really the, the, the only thing that was the, the two things that was going on in my mind. And then, uh, you know, conversations between me and AD stay between me and AD. Um, but you know, definitely just back in the back, just getting treatment and for myself, getting ready for game six. The question was, what did you and AD talk about in the locker room? It's just, he literally could just say, well, you know, the series is going south. I'm asking him how his body feels and, you know, what the outlook is like for the rest of the series. And I'm just, you know, I'm asking him for advice. He's asking me for advice, just teammate things. But no, he's got to say. The conversations between me and AD stay between me and AD. It's like, all right, sick. <laughs> Good for you. <laughs> just had to get back in the locker room. I need treatment. We're down 30. I need uh, treatment. Go get a massage or drink some some vino or whatever LeBron James does in the locker room. Once again, he can do what he wants. I'm not going to waste time on this show crushing LeBron for anything. It's so pointless. It's just funny to me. He knows how that's going to be perceived, and he knows how he's going to be talked about. And he doesn't care, which I, I don't know if he's either the most self-assured human being ever to where he'll just do what he wants and he doesn't care what people say, or he just loves being talked about, good or bad, just loves being talked about. Cracks me up. Good for LeBron, creating content for, for sports TV and sports radio. I, I appreciate the man. Good for you, LeBron. Thank you. I want to talk about one of the other games last night. Uh, Nuggets Blazers was unreal. It was buried on NBA TV, which is funny and part of the madness of the first round of the NBA playoffs, very similarly to the first round of March Madness. We're going to talk with our good buddy, Evo, the zone, the zone in Madison. He will join us at 435. A lot more of the Wisco sports should have come. And don't worry, we'll get into Packers. We'll get into Brewers and Bucks as well. But I just, I want to talk about the NBA. It's my favorite league, and we just haven't had time the last couple of days. So we're going to do that for a few more minutes. Coming up next here on the Wisco Sports Show. This is the Wisco Sports Show with Grant Bills on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Wisco Sports Show. Rolling on. I hope you're enjoying this beautiful, beautiful day. It's already Wednesday. Great feeling, right? I'm actually going to be on vacation kind of on Friday. My brother's graduation party is on Friday. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to pre-record a show tomorrow night. I'm going to have some guests. I'm going to have some good conversations about the Packers. Perry Goldstein said, yeah, I'll chat with you for a half hour. So we're going to talk Packers with her. P.S. about some of the stories out of OTAs or training camp or whatever the non-mandatory mini whatever's going on with the Packers we're gonna talk about that maybe just maybe Zach Heilprin will be kind enough to donate 20 minutes of his valuable time to talk about the new athletic director or something like that so the show will be on on Friday I will not be here but there will be a Wisco Sports Show and I promise it will be real and fantastic speaking of fantastic Ebo will be joining us in 10 minutes Ebo from our affiliate Madison The Zone I think I'm gonna I'm gonna hit a couple of shots on Ebo today Trying to figure out what I want to ask him earlier. And I'm like, I think I can get him going. I think I can poke the bear. So I'll do my best. We'll speak with Ebo coming up in 10 minutes. My name is Grant Bills. You can find me on Twitter at Wisco Grant. You can text the show, call the show if you would like, 608-796-2558. I, just, I, I set aside the first 20 minutes or so of the show because I want to talk about NBA. We haven't had time. We've been so focused on what's going on with the Packers and Aaron Rodgers, but also with the Brewers and with the Bucks. I... Haven't had time. I want to talk about some of these other series. And we just talked a little bit about Lakers-Suns, which I think is so much fun. Even take LeBron out of it. I think the Chris Paul wrinkle in Phoenix and Devin Booker finally having a really good team and Monty Williams being successful, I love that. Every soundbite and every interview and everything I see from Monty Williams, I love. I think it's awesome that he's successful. A league that is 
dominated by a lot of black players, but there's not a lot of black coaches. And the ones that the ones that do coach, they always seem to get a raw deal. We were talking about what's happening with Steven Silas in Houston. It's really cool to see Monty Williams do a great job and really seize this moment in Phoenix as this roster kind of came together. For the first time for the Phoenix Suns since I've really been watching the NBA, which is great. That's really fun. And now LeBron, as he ages, how does he continue to navigate the playoffs? Never lost in the first round before, and now he's going to face elimination in the first round coming up in the next couple of days. So I, I love this series. I also was really entertained, I think everyone was, by Blazers Nuggets last night. This series lost a little bit of intrigue for me. I mean, months ago when Jamal Murray got hurt. Because Jamal Murray getting injured, in my opinion, you might disagree, took the Nuggets out of title contention. I don't think the Nuggets can win a finals. I don't think they can get to the finals. Jokic is brilliant. And Michael Porter Jr. can pop off at any given moment. And Aaron Gordon, I guess, is fun on a new team. But they don't have the firepower, at least not enough firepower, in my opinion, to to stand up against some of these other teams without Jamal Murray. It's still fun to watch. I don't know if it has implications past the first or second round, but it's fun to watch. And this game was great last night. Damian Lillard decided to put on a show. Portland lost anyways, of course. is an Aaron Rodgers-type performance. 55 points, 10 assists on 7 of 24 shooting. 55 points on 24 shots, including 12 of 17 from 3. NBA postseason record was 11. That was set by Klay Thompson, I think, in 2017? Within the last couple of years by Klay Thompson. Fans were triggered last night. They're like, how is this game on NBA TV? It's like, well, sorry. I would have put this game on NBA TV, too. It's Nuggets Blazers. I would much rather watch Lakers Suns. Go turn on NBA TV, then. I don't have NBA TV. Okay, well, it's the 21st century. Get out your computer and find an elite, um, uh, uh, free website <laughs> to watch the game. Figure it out. I don't know. Try a free trial of Hulu. They have live sports, apparently, just not the sports that I want to watch, like the Brewers, but they do have live sports. Maybe NBA TV's on there. Free trial it, man. Figure it out. Figure it out. Because NBA TV is awesome, and last night's game was great. I can't decide whether Damian Lillard was done dirty by the rest of his team or not, because typically when a guy goes for 50-plus, win or loss, he's dominating the ball. And if a player goes for 50-plus, they kind of turn into this offensive black hole, right? It's a lot of jacking up shots while teammates stand around watching. And when a player is hot, and Damian Lillard was hot last night, that's not necessarily a bad thing. But I think teams get out of the normal flow of offense. It's sometimes, I think, it's been the problem with Russell Westbrook. In the regular season in OKC, Teammates got so used to just standing around and waiting for a pass or, or supporting Westbrook. When you get into the playoffs, well, that's not how the game is played, and teams have a difficult time getting out of that. Sometimes I think Luka Doncic with the Mavs is the same thing. It's like, well, Luka isn't scoring 40, but his teammates aren't used to stepping up and, and creating for themselves because they get so used to Luka dominating the ball. When a player goes for 50-plus, I sometimes... It's not always a good thing. Like, sometimes I'd rather have a player go for 40 and keep his team within the flow of the offense, but... I don't think Dame took the team out of the flow last night. He only took 24 shots. 55 points on 24 shots is pretty darn good. Jokic had 38 points on 31. If you average that out for Damian, that's 2.3 points per shot. That's excellent. Jokic, 1.2 points per shot. So Damian Lillard was really, really efficient. Like CJ McCollum, 18 points. The game went to double overtime, man. Like you're scoring 18. Imagine being a prop better and taking the CJ McCollum over. The game goes to double overtime, and he still can't hit. I'd be so ticked. Why NBA props are a risky proposition, quite literally. That's what happened last night with Nuggets Blazers. Off-court drama today. I mentioned this to start the show, but the Celts are shaking it up. I don't know why I said the Celts. The Celtics are shaking it up. Danny Ainge is leaving his role, and Brad Stevens is stepping in to be president of basketball operations. I don't want to get political. I, I'm not going to get political. That that It makes it sound like I'm about to go on this virtue signaling rant. I'm not. I just want to point out the fact, and I tweeted about this earlier today, and I know Boston has been in the mix of kind of a race conversation. It's not necessarily where I'm trying to take this. I just, it frustrates me to see a guy like Brad Stevens, who's been a good coach, but hasn't gotten his team over the hump. And it's been reported now that he was just burned out. He was exhausted. He was burned out and he needed to be done coaching. So you elevate him to a position that he at the moment is not qualified for? Like, I know that... I I, I know Danny Ainge said today, Brad Stevens is smart, he's a basketball savant. I 100% agree. 
But that's a heck of a promotion. I'm not saying he's not necessarily qualified. I'm not even saying he won't do a good job. But I I don't know. Guys work for a long time in this league as assistant coaches or grind away in front offices to get a chance, and we're just, okay, we're doing Brad Stevens. It's a leap of faith. We'll see if it works out. I'm not trying to rip Brad Stevens. I just, very, very odd. I think that's probably where we should leave it. Let's take a break. We got to get to Ebo. He'll join us in five minutes on the other side of this break. Morning show host, his show called Over the Line on our affiliate Madison, The Zone. We'll get connected with Ebo. Talk a little Brewers, little Bucks. Maybe I'll ask him uh, if he made some anytime drinks over Memorial Day weekend or something like that. Ebo coming up next. You're on the Wisco Sports Show. This is the Wisco Sports Show with Grant Bills on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Wisco Sports Show rolling on. Brewers are off tonight. I'm actually kind of excited. I'm going to go home. I'm going to mow my lawn tonight. Yeah. Yeah. Can't wait to put some tender, loving care into my yard, and maybe I'll pull some weeds, watch a couple NBA games, take the night off from the uh, the stressful brewers. We don't have to sweat through a Bucks game. Four NBA games tonight. I'm looking forward to all of them. I'm going to try to watch as much as possible, except for the Jazz, because they just, I don't like the Jazz. They just bother me. So maybe I'll skip that one. If you want to be a part of the show, tweet me at Wisco Grant. Text and call 608-796-2558. Just not right now, because now on the phone is our good friend from the zone in Madison, Ebo. Ebo, I imagine you enjoyed some uh, anytime drinks this weekend. How was your uh, How was your Memorial Day? Oh, my God. The, well, the Memorial Day weekend was great. I obviously paid the respects for those fallen, the ultimate sacrifice. Mm-hmm. And Grant, I did celebrate... Uh, uh, God, I had more than Bloody Marys. I had every libation, I think, known to man. In fact, I think I'm still <laughs> recovering from it, and I needed a little hair of the dog. So I was out in my yard, Grant. I just noticed I have to mow my backyard. So when I'm done here, I think I'm going to go mow. But before that, I'm enjoying a brandy Manhattan, if you will, as I was swinging on my hammock in my backyard. You you just got it figured out. You got can I can I make an admission to you of something that kind of embarrassed? Uh, I, this is kind of embarrassing. This happened to me this weekend. You mentioned all sorts of libations. On Saturday, I went to a supper club that's very close to where I grew up, and there was a live band, and I saw some friends, and I didn't get that. I just had a couple of drinks. It was a good time. Like, I drove home at the end. I was fine. wasn't hungover at all, but I had so much fun and tapped my boots. Uh, I wasn't wearing boots, but you get the the analogy. I tapped (laughs) my boots so hard that my right calf, like, still really hurts. Like, I'm on the injured list. I can't work out right now because I tapped my toe that hard on Saturday. Okay, that just means you're having a good time. There's nothing wrong with cutting a little rug and having oh. the you know the, the injury to prove it, man. Go for it. Cut and that just means rug. you're committed. Means you're committed to the dance floor. I love it, man. I Lose was... yourself. I think <laughs> Pharrell Williams said it best with that punk. Lose yourself to dance, Grant Bills. Was that what song is that from? Get lucky. Uh, no, the song's called "Lose Yourself to Dance." It oh, sounds really? very similar to "Get Lucky." It's it's a good jam. Oh. It's on Random Access Memories. Go check it out. Oh, okay. Well, that's the – see, I work on a Top 40 station. That's probably something I would know, but I appreciate you uh, giving me that little nugget. I'm going to listen to that song. Maybe we'll come back to break to uh, to that song, and we'll lose ourselves to that. I Before we get into Brewers or Bucks or Packers or whatever we end up talking about, uh, I what's the buzz like in Madison? you got a new athletic director whose name is – I know it off the top of my head. I just want to make sure I'm – yeah, Chris Chris McIntosh, of course. That's got to, There's got to be a buzz around the city, right? How, how's the city doing with this, uh, this period of transition? Well, first of all, Grant, Chris McIntosh, congratulations on getting the job. You know, the right-hand man for Barry Alvarez for the last couple of years. And I would say if a guy was able to get his way out of uh, or watch Barry Alvarez and also help out of getting out of COVID-19, that's a battle-tested, a battle-hardened athletic director. So you've got a guy that, you know, is probably not going to stray too far from what the Don of Wisconsin sports Barry Alvarez did. So, yeah. Good on him, but Grant, the buzz in Madison is the mask mandate is gone. It is today. Ooh. Yesterday was the last day. It's beautiful. Everyone's a buzz. In fact, I'm going to have a mask burning party once I'm done mowing <laughs> my yard. So you're welcome to come on down <laughs> with all the neighborhood kids. Bring all the little kids and and yes, burn masks in a garbage can on the corner. I I had to wear a mask last Saturday. It was a little weird because around here, and I'm in Lacrosse, and I know it's it's much of the same up around Eau Claire where I was this weekend, but. Yeah, going into restaurants and bars or stores, you don't need a mask. Some people still wear them. But that kind of caught me off guard when I was in Madison last week. I was like, oh, yeah, I need I need to have one. Like, you, c- I could not be without one, which around here isn't the case. So there's a lot to be excited about in, 
in Madison these days. Life is is getting back to normal. Ebo, let's just talk about the Brewers. I I don't know if you're going to try to come at me here no, one way or never. another. Can I say or, one thing quick? Can I say one thing? Yes, please do. I would never come at you, Grant Bills. I would never do that. But here's the I was going to say this anyways, but then you kind of brushed over it. Okay. But Grant, I am excited because yes, the Brewers aren't playing tonight, which is sad, but Sometimes it cuts into my Grant Bills time, my Wisco Sports Show time. I get a full two hours and don't have to be interrupted by the pregame for the Wisco Sports Show. So that, my friend, is also why I celebrate today. Well, I know you listen to two full hours every – you don't miss a word. Um, And then a lot of times I know after the fact, you listen to the podcast back again as you fall asleep because I know you and your wife listen together. It's it's a point of intimacy for a lot of couples, including you and and your wife. So I I know you're a big fan and you appreciate the – the Brewers not cutting us I mean, off. Yes, we light candles and we lay in bed and we put on the Wisco <laughs> Sports Show and we, you know, I'm the big spoon. Sometimes she's the little uh, spoon, you know, and then we just listen to the Wisco Sports Show. It's beautiful. It's love. It's love. That's an image. It's an erotic program at times. Uh, not all the time, but sometimes. Not necessarily. On, we weekend, talk about... on weekends. Yeah. On weekends, I'm little spoon. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. Whatever. With the Brewers, are, you're not going to yell at me about bunting. Like, what? I, can we just enjoy a nice, amicable chat about our favorite baseball team? They've been playing well. Yeah, well, they have been playing well, and it's nice. You know, I know they had five games in a row and then snapped. Uh, but, you know, in that, what was that, 10-7, to 7, that game was wild, dude. I think they're still hitting home runs at American Family Field. The only thing that's troublesome, Grant, is Keston Hira. Uh, I want to see Keston Hira succeed, and right now literally his only role is to be a sack bunter in the 10th inning, and we do not want to relegate him to that. So my concern is, you know, the bats and the offense. So it looked like there were signs of life, right, in that five-game winning streak. So hopefully it sparks something. You know, hope springs eternal with the bats and the team. So hopefully over this day they think about, you know, the loss, and then they go out and just start just start beating the hell out of the ball once the Diamondbacks come to town. Yeah. Do you want to go to a Brewer game this weekend? I have tickets. I can't find anyone to go with me. I have tickets for Saturday. What are you doing? Uh, Grand Bills, you know I'm a proud owner of a boat. I actually Ugh. have a, a couple of these weekends filled up already. As much as I would love to, and thank you for the invitation, I actually will be out on the water on uh, the new Blue Dream, my boat. I thought there was another name for the boat that got shot down well, I didn't by know your... if I could say it. I didn't know if I could say it on your show, so I didn't. Okay, okay? well, this is a kid's show. Maybe let's keep that under keep that under wraps. It's, yeah, it's I got blue. B-L-U-E. Yes. It's called the She Blew Me. Okay? Yes, that's, that's what we were looking for. Uh, we have a listener in Holman who texted in. Before you even mentioned that, uh, his name is Duck, and he said, Ebo has a boat, exclamation point. So he a couple minutes ago he sent that in. I guess we're all just happy. That you're hey. out cruising the water. Congratulations! I would on your like purchase. to, as you extended the invite to the Brewers game, I would like to extend the invite to, to on the boat. If whenever you want, bring your flippy floppies, get them on the get on the boat, Grant, and let's go fishing. Okay. All right, I'm I'm all about that. I'll, I'll be there. Maybe we can listen to a Brewer game or something. As the Zone is a new Brewers affiliate this season, as is Sports Talk 105.1 in Eau Claire. Uh, I did want to yeah. ask you about NBA before I let you go because I. I know you're a Fairweather NBA fan. You don't watch during the regular season, and then you whoa, show up. Whoa, 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 Grant Bills. Milwaukee Bucks. I even watched the 15 game, uh, the 15 season, or the game where they won. Let me reset. Oh the season God. where they won 15 games. I was thrown off by a Fairweather fan. Grant, the regular season is essentially meaningless. I watch fourth quarters, Grant Bills. I don't skip games fourth quarters. So get, <sighs> don't get it twisted. Okay, well, maybe fair weather was an unfair term. My point is, you're not about the regular season. Now the playoffs are here, and you're all about it. I also want to ask you about Chris Middleton, because you've been a hater in the past. In this last series, he had a game winner, 21 points a game, four assists, seven rebounds on 49-40-89. He's been tremendous. So I guess I just want want your thoughts on on your regular season hatred, your Chris Middleton. I shouldn't say hatred, but maybe criticism. Do you just care to defend yourself on those two fronts? Oh, sure, yeah. I mean, regular season, Chris Middleton, one of the, your idols, said it, Grant Bills. The regular season doesn't matter. You can look it up on Google. It's very easy to find. But then, Chris Middleton, here's the thing. I'm not hating on Chris Middleton. I just said he's not a true number two. Now, Chris Middleton has looked great against the Miami Heat, and the Heat are just a shell of themselves, not to discredit what the Bucks have done. Yeah. But, yes, Grant, Chris Middleton crushing it. But here's what I want to see. I want to see a Chris Middleton coming up against the Brooklyn Nets in, like, because I don't think the Bucks are sweeping the Nets. I want to see Chris Middleton be a key factor down the stretch in a game six or a game seven in a do-or-die situation where he hits a big-time shot. Love Chris Middleton, uh, what he does, you know, putting up numbers in the regular season and opening rounds of the playoffs and maybe second rounds when it's a lesser team. 
I need to see Chris Middleton come up clutch once three or four guys are globbed all over Giannis Adendokounmpo. Okay. Hit a big shot over the likes of a Kevin Durant or a Kyrie or a James Harden and then prove it that he is that true number two that can get the Bucks to the promised land. Okay, so you want a game winner. You need another game winner. Okay, well, I'll just write that down. So another, a second game winner. Take the notes. Take the notes. A Take the notes, Grant. In, in, in Eastern Conference Finals or in NBA Finals, I need to see it done in the biggest and brightest stage. Oh, oh okay. So second game winner. Okay, so this round won't count. We'll have to wait until they're playing Philly or no, no, no. whoever this, they this, see. This round can count because the Brooklyn Nets, that's a test. Yeah. That's a lot of talent on paper. More talent than the Milwaukee Bucks on paper. Yeah. Let's see it all come to fruition. Very excited for this matchup. I, I am too. We're talking with Ebo, our friend from uh, The Zone in Madison. Here's a very serious sports take. I don't think it's the biggest deal in the world that the Bucks are the road team in this series because they're going to have a week off, so they might be a little rusty. And I think all the pressure is now on Brooklyn. They have to defend home court. They have the big three. They're the favorites. I actually think this is okay for the Bucks that they're starting on the road and that they don't have to immediately go up to nothing like they maybe would be if they're playing at home. What do you think about that take? Uh, Grant, I'm, I'm in full agreement with you, man. I think it's the Bucks. Listen, the, I, there's more expectations on the Brooklyn Nets to get this done than the Milwaukee Bucks, which is kind of crazy to say just because we're Bucks fans and we expect them to. Yeah. Well, let me ask you real quick, Grant Bills. Is there more expectations on the Nets, in your opinion, than the Bucks? The yes. Bucks have, yeah, just bit, bigger market, bigger stars, et cetera, et cetera. But the Bucks have this window, right? There's a window for the Milwaukee Bucks, and if they don't get it in this window, then you're going to be looking at a team that, who knows if they find the next once in a lifetime generational talent, Giannis Antetokounmpo. The Brooklyn Nets, they've shown that they can get these guys to come to Brooklyn to get it done. The Milwaukee Bucks, that's a little more challenging to tell guys, hey, come to Milwaukee, come yeah. to Wisconsin. You know what I'm saying? I can't believe you're hating on our great state like that. This is a very desirable uh, no, place Grant, to live. I'm not. I, I'm, I'm front. <laughs> I am out in the front preaching how great Wisconsin is. I mean, yeah. I'm having a mass burning party right here, Grant. Come mm-hmm. on, come on. Mm-hmm. So Wisconsin rules. It's just, can you convince other guys who don't know how great Wisconsin is to come? Yeah, that's true. We'd do a good job. We'd be a good PR team. Before I let you go, Ebo, I tweeted something about uh, 15 minutes ago. This is just to see if anybody agrees. with me. Just interaction, just putting something out there. I tweeted... At Wisco Grant, Packers wide receivers not showing up for OTAs is a microcosm of a larger societal problem, in my opinion. Nobody wants to work. Nobody wants to get better. Uh, what do you feel about that take? Do you agree? Uh, Grant, if you'd like, I have a porch. You can come sit on it and yell <laughs> at people that pass by to get off the lawn. No, um, the thing that I take away from that is last year there were no OTAs. There was none of this, you know, yeah. training camp and. And so the fact that you're missing out on reps, and if Aaron Rodgers isn't going to be there, and let's say doomsday scenario, I'm sorry to bring up the name Rodgers, but it's apropos. But if he's not here and he eventually does get traded, retires, or sits out, there's a new quarterback, and all these wide receivers really not going to have any rapport with them. So yeah. that's, the one issue, that's the one thing where I raise an eyebrow and say, well, maybe you shouldn't be missing this, and maybe you should be building a chemistry with these other guys. Because if the wide receivers make a rapport and a connection with these other quarterbacks, then those quarterbacks are going to get them the ball. Therefore, their stats are going to go up, and everyone not named Devontae Adams is going to be looking at to get more money the next year with contracts. So wouldn't you rather put your best foot forward to make yourself look the best to get more money? That's just mm-hmm. my opinion. Just be, be, a, be a good company man. And I, I'm being sarcastic. I don't actually believe If you don't want to come to OTAs, like I'm not, I'm not going to say that's because you're lazy. Like and you're a, it's yeah, voluntary. It is voluntary. voluntary. It is voluntary. I'd rather they be there, but I'm not going to be like, Dave from Monona yeah. agrees with me for sure. Uh, that this generation is a bunch of spoiled, whiny uh, babies. You talk about chemistry, Ebo. as I let you go here. I I think we've developed quite the chemistry, and I think it's because I talk to you on your fine morning show once a week or so, and you join me. I think we've, we've built something nice here, much like Devontae Adams and Aaron Rodgers, and I appreciate you. Grant, I could be, I could be, you can be Aaron Rodgers, I can be Devontae, or the other way around. I do believe we have great rapport, great chemistry. In fact, I had mentioned to my beautiful wife not too long ago, if there's anyone I'd ever do a show with, it would be you, Grant Bill. Wow. It, it would be you. Wow. That would be You're a rowdy time. To me, Grant. Well, th- well, thank you. And I appreciate that you listen to this show with your wife as a point of intimacy. And you, you compliment me to her. One day, maybe I'll meet her and, 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 uh, and, and get to share one of your, uh, your world-famous anytime drinks with you. I, I look forward to that. Or maybe take a Grant. ride on your boat. It'll be a good time. On the boat, you can you know, rehearse, uh, you can rehearse a, a segment of Wisco Sports Show while I'm breaking up a Bloody Mary for you, wow. and we're on the She Blew Me uh, <laughs> out on one of the Great Lakes in Madison, Wisconsin. Ebo, I need to let you go because I'm pretty. I'm having a blast, but I'm pretty sure we are sounding 
uh, very obnoxious to everybody who's listening and wants to get back into sports. So I, Man, I will I, bid you here, Here's you. the thing. Uh, here's the thing. I don't care if we sound obnoxious. They're the ones <laughs> listening, and we're having a good time. I that's, don't care. That's don't true. listen then, okay? Grant, I love you, brother. Thanks for uh, having me on. Yeah, have a good night, man. Thanks, as always. Talk to you soon. Ebo, our friend in Madison, the zone, over the line, and potential co-host. Wow, that's the greatest compliment somebody could give me. Yeah, she blew me. Maybe we'll we'll workshop other names for that boat. Uh, the baby blue uh, the Big Boo. We actually have a Big Boo baby here in lacrosse. Maybe you could do a play on words, but Ebo doesn't live here, so I guess it wouldn't make sense. I'll think of some name ideas. I want to talk about the Bucks for just a few more minutes before we break at 5 o'clock. More of the Wisco Sports Show after this. This is the Wisco Sports Show with Grant Bills on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. All right, we're not wasting any time. I, I got I got places to be. I got things to handle tonight. As I said with Ebo back at 4.30, I got to mow my lawn. I got to do some yard work. Just manly stuff, you know, just got to get home and just be outside. Maybe I'll take my shirt off. I don't know, get the tall white socks and the white Air Monarchs on. I got, I got yard work to do, so here's what we're going to do. We're going to power through the last hour of the show. A lot of good conversations to be had. A lot of good topics to hit. We're going to hear from Giannis coming up at 5.30 he did a presser kind of reflecting on the Heat series, which I don't really care about. The Heat series is done. It's over with. That team's just not as good. The Bucks are way better. Let's move on, which is basically what Giannis said. So we're not going to waste our time with that, but we will hear from Giannis. He had some interesting things to say about Brooklyn and interesting things to say about real life, too. I want to talk about the Brewers for just a couple of minutes, but I want to start by getting back into some of these NBA games. Suns-Lakers, maybe talk about Damian Lillard a little bit. Clippers, Mavericks, I don't really have anything to say on that. Maybe we'll talk about the Celtics for a few minutes as well. It's the Wisco Sports Show. My name is Grant Bills. Yes, it is June 2nd. Aaron Rodgers is still a member of the Packers. Uh, we we got nothing there. However, uh, Mike Krzyzewski is retiring, I guess, and we had a bunch of breaking news. Bob Baffert, I guess, is banned from the horse racing thing. I don't pretend to know how that works. If you give a horse steroids, I guess you're banned for a little while. Uh, Danny Ainge, as we talked about, stepped down, and Brad Stevens stepped up, and it's just a very busy day, a very busy day. Most of the headlines, not much we can do with, so we're going to do our own thing. 608-796-2558, the talk and text line. I should get to a couple of these texts. It's my bad. Uh, Dave from Monona uh, says, tell Ebo he couldn't carry my jock. Uh, Sorry, I forgot, although I can send him a text, Dave. (laughs) I'll let him know. I will relay the message. Uh, Foreman says... Uh, the Packers moving on from Micah Hyde has never been a good idea. Oh, that was from this morning. He continues, who can think of going to a Brewers game with June Dairy Days going on in West Salem? Yeah, I have Brewers tickets for this Saturday. I can't find anyone to go with. Shouldn't be that hard. If you if somebody offers you a free Brewers ticket, are you going? How, how does this work? I, I thought this would be so easy. I got these tickets like a month ago, and I started asking folks. I was like, uh, hey, let's go to a Brewers game. Oh, when? Uh, I, got a, I got a hair appointment. I gotta help a friend move a couch. It's like, is it me? Is it, is it the Brewer game? I understand it's a couple hour drive, but geez, folks, we didn't get to go last year. What's the deal? I guess June Dairy Days is going on. I forgot about the festivities in West Salem. That probably has something to do with it. Thank you, Foreman, for the text. 608 796 2558. Twitter, you can follow and tweet me to be part of the show at Wisco Grant. Alex tweets in at Wisco Grant. That segment was hilarious. Hashtag she blew me. Yeah, I'm not gonna reiterate. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna explain that joke. If you know, you know. I Y K Y K. Right? Ebo got a boat. It's a certain color, and he named it. And it's a play on words. I guess I don't really know what else to say. Let's go to the talking text line. I apologize. I don't have your name. Who am I talking to? Welcome to the Wisco Sports Show. Hey, buddy. Hey, nice conversation with Ebo. Yeah. I tell you, hey, that that guy needs knee pads. If he would have done any more slobbering. He would have got himself hurt. Would have had to call a chiropractor. Yeah. Well, why? When did Ebo become my biggest fan? I'm a little confused. I was expecting some more like combativeness today. I thought we were going to debate. And well, he of just course, laid I don't down. know. He, he, I mean, Ebo has done more brown nosey in the last couple of months. I'm not sure why. That's his new favorite color, brown, because his no, you know, his nose has got so far up people's ass butts now. <laughs> but hey, you're talking about tickets, man. You know, I'm a marketing director, and we have when we have our club level. If you're going to have somebody to drive two hours away to a game, you probably want to have a club-level seat with a preferred parking pass where you can go in and out of the Sky Lounge like we do. If you're just going to go sit in the game two and a half hours and spend $15 a beer, unless you got you, you know, unless you got some hot date, man, I mean, uh, you know, 
there you go. You got to go and you know, pick up a little, a little coochie coo. Well, here's the thing, Dave. I've thought about like, oh, I could ask a lady. I haven't asked a lady. And I have a couple where I'd be like, oh, maybe they'd be interested. But what if they say no? Well, then what am I supposed to do? Like, then it's, then it's awkward. Then you shot me down to go to a brewer game. Like, I don't know. I think I'm good company. I think a brewer's game, that's a romantic setting. Although, it's a lot of time in the car. It's a lot of time sitting at tough seats. Like, I got to I gotta bring it. I got to be funny. I got to be engaging and entertaining. If, if I'm taking a lady all the way to Milwaukee and back, I got to be on my A game, and I don't, I don't know if I'm up for that. No, no. If you're sitting in the stands and you're talking about anything but a brewery game, <laughs> I have been known to say something and say, hey, guy, you know, get, get, get your blank out of here. If you're, if you're there talking anything but the actual game in front of you, Oh my God! Well, I mean, like like Bill Michaels, you know, he complains about people sitting in front of him. Well, I told you I'm going to sit in front of him, and and when I stand <laughs> up, he was going to try to shove that nacho cheese up my ass. I go, good luck with that. <laughs> you and Bill Michaels but, no, getting I, into it at a Brewer game? I'd pay to watch that. No, no, I, I actually bought a can of nacho cheese and I autographed it for him with a picture of me mooning him. So when he comes to Madison, he's going to get a nice gift. But <laughs> hey, but anyway, two things real quick. Yeah, go ahead. I want to let all, I want to let all those Brewer fans up there uh, fly fly the. Fly to W, baby. Who's in first place? Just get used to it, Brewer fans. You guys got a cakewalk of a schedule next 90 games. If you can't win the division, <laughs> see you later. Next 90 games. I, I was going to bring it up. The Cubs beat the Padres today. They're killing it right now. They're hot. I That's was going right. to props. Well, the Cubs, yeah, the Cubs got a tough schedule. Brewers got a cakewalk the next 90 games. If they can't go 50 or 40 in those 90s, there's something wrong. But And finally, about the Packer thing. Yeah. I mean, I guess I'm, I'm curious about your opinion of what you, what you hear. I mean, I thought Rodgers would be gone today. So it sounds like they're going to see what happens next week, June 8th, and if he's not there then, I got to believe the receivers are going to show up because it's not doing them any service. And, you know, how much more money can Rodgers pay him for staying out? But, what, I mean, what, what do you think? I mean, they can't let this go to training camp, can they? I mean, they, they got to do something because you can't let it go to training camp, can you? I think they'd be content to let him sit out this year. I think that I don't think they'll trade him. I think if he wants to sit out and miss football, if he wants to play, he's going to have to play with Green Bay. I don't. I don't think they're going to trade him. No. So what's going to happen in week eight when his he has to his report by week eight, and then they got to pay him? Can you imagine if Love Jordan Love's like five and three, and all of a sudden Rogers, Rogers returns week eight, which is, I think the deadline for coming back to get paid? Can you imagine a turmoil that's going to happen up there in Green Bay? Wow. Dave, I, I mean, you're warning us. I mean, you're seeing the writing on the wall. I hope it doesn't get to that, but I appreciate your foresight because i got to start thinking about that now. What if Rodgers is like, all of a sudden, I want to come back and I want to play, yep. and Jordan loves good. Kind, that's... kind, of like you try, kind of like you trying to get a date, you know. I mean, that's uh, <laughs> yeah, you've, you've, always got, you've always got the C batteries. They never fail you with the blow-up doll. Oh, my God. On that note, I'm going to have to let you go, Dave. I, uh, I appreciate your call. Okay, hang up the phone. Why? What's with – nobody has manners. Nobody ever has manners. Hey, Grant, nice to talk to you. Have a good night. Just hang up the phone. C batteries. Who uses C batteries anymore? This isn't 1985. Julie texts in and says, My son lives in Milwaukee. He just went to a Brewers game last week. He was also outside, outside Pfizer Forum for a Bucks game. He's a super Wisconsin sports fan. You two would have a blast. Julie! Well, I need to meet your son. Although, I think I'm going to take Dave's advice. I'm just going to start sending texts to every lady I know. Hey, I uh, want to go enjoy a romantic experience at the... Brewers game, you, me, honey, some frozen lemonade and some Cracker Jacks. I mean, ladies, could you say no? I couldn't say no to that. Uh, I I was planning on talking about NBA, but then Dave called in, and I just like talking to Dave. I think we disagree on just about everything. I just love talking to the guy. I was going to talk a little bit more about the Lakers and the Suns. Eh, we can forget about that. This Celtics story is really interesting, though, and I got a tweet earlier today from listener, uh, good buddy Chris, who writes for Flurry Sports and... Chris, I believe you must work with one of my college buddies, Luke Reimer, and I guess you're a Celtics fan, and you have uh, volunteered yourself to call in and talk about this with me, which I appreciate. Chris, how are you? I'm doing great today, Grant. I appreciate you having me on. Um, yeah, I definitely. Luke Reimer is fantastic. He's a great guy to work with. Um, and so, yeah, working for Flurry has been amazing. And so, yeah, getting to meet Luke, I, I don't know if you know Jake Osman as well, um, he writes for us too, but he went to UWL as well. Um, was involved. He and I actually had a radio show together at UWL. So yeah, lots of UWL ties and flurry sports, which is really fun. Well, it's a good batch of people. Luke is one of the funniest, just driest human beings. I never, I never talked to Luke a lot, but every time I did, I'm like, that dude's funny. And maybe that's why I liked him so much. Is he just he, he's a person who would never ask anything of you. 
He would just he would just always be there, but he would never be like, hey, let's go do this. Let's go do that. He's just a very low-maintenance friend, which I love about Luke. And I know you guys work together. So you, based on your Twitter bio here, I see Packers, Celtics, Brewers, Blue Jackets. How and why with the Celtics? Because you listen to the show. You know I can't stand the Celtics most of the time. But you, you follow and you cheer for and you cover the Celtics. You blog about them. I do, yeah. Uh, so I've been a Celtics fan really since kind of the mid mid two thousands. I would say um, had a friend, had childhood friend. Both of his parents went to KU, and so when we were at their house, they had Paul Pierce on because he played for Kansas. Yeah, and so that was really kind of what I grew up watching was actually the Celtics and not the Bucks. And so became a Celtics fan. I'd say probably around oh five, somewhere in there, which was the perfect time to do it because a couple of years later get the big ticket, get Ray Allen. And so um, really kind of kicked off a really fun era for me growing up watching basketball, watching championship caliber basketball. Um, So that was always a really, really fun time for me growing up. Um, Obviously a really sad day today in basketball, not just because of Danny Ainge, but also want to give a shout out to Coach K for his legendary career and everything that he did for the game. Um, But we're really going to miss Danny Ainge. Yeah. What do you make of that? It's not surprising. It's been talked about for, I guess, like, all the Celtics people came out today, Mannix and Jackie Mack and, and all these people are like, oh, this isn't surprising. We've heard about this, which I, I get it. He's up there in age. He's had some heart issues. Like, he probably wants to either do something new or take time off, which I get. So the age thing isn't surprising. What surprises me is Brad Stevens moving into the front office. And I'm not saying he can't be good at it, but this is very unconventional. Like, you don't typically see a trajectory. I mean, you don't see coaches hired straight out of college like Brad Stevens very often. You never see a player or, or, or a coach go from college to pros and then just go right into the front office. It's very weird. What do you, what do you make of this whole situation? Absolutely. And so really the, the reason I wanted to call in and chat was because I saw your tweet earlier and it, it, it triggered me, Grant. I got to tell you, <laughs> I the, figured. Uh, giving the promotion to the unsuccessful coach. And and I will say that, you know, well, I it is no secret that I think that the Celtics had loftier expectations in the last five years than what we have produced. I think that it is a fair assumption to say that Brad Stevens is a successful coach. Yes. I, mean, I think it's what three of the last four or five years making the Eastern conference finals grounded one being in the bubble, which eh, kind of a weird situation, but Brad Stevens has always, I think made the most of the talent that he has had. You know, you think back to, you know, I, I have watched many, many seasons of Brad Stevens coaching basketball and I've seen teams with, you know, Isaiah Thomas, Avery Bradley, Jay Crowder, Amir Johnson, and Al Horford as the starting five make the Eastern Conference Finals before. Yeah. I, I, he's always been a force so, multiplier for teams. Like, he's he, he always gotten teams to overperform expectations. And then when the team has expectations, like, it's not that they disappoint, but they never seem to, to make the finals or kick through. And I, I agree with you 100%. I, I regret wording it that way a little bit. Unsuccessful is probably unfair, but I, I don't know. What, what would the word be? Like, burned out? Or, or it, like, his coaching ship has seemed to, like, run its course. Like, they're, they're stuck in, 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 like, first gear or whatever. Not unsuccessful, but, like, there maybe needed to be a change. You just don't typically see a, a coach go immediately into the front office like that. It's odd. It is very odd from that standpoint. I think that the other thing that, that Brad will hopefully be able to provide for the Celtics is just a little bit more knowledge about what it takes for a college player coming out and what their NBA readiness Mm -hmm. is. A lot of the issues that I think Danny Ainge ran into was he was always looking for that next Steph Curry. Um, A lot of undersized ended up being G league point guards were being drafted from the Celtics standpoint. I'm thinking Phil Pressey, James Young, Tremont Waters, Carson Edwards are are the two latest. These are guys that are five ten, five eleven, six foot that, that we're really hoping turn into shooters. And it has not panned out that way in any of them. Um, every GM has their hits and misses, but yeah. that seemed to be a staple of the Danny Ainge drafting era was, you know, outside of Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, he was taking a lot of undersized point guards in later rounds, hoping that they would develop into shooters. And it just really didn't happen. I, I really so like I really hope, like Robert Williams, yeah. the one big pick he had. I'm a Robert Williams fan. Oh, I'm a fan. Time Lord. Time Lord. Yeah. <laughs> Time Lord. I love Time Lord. Um, I see, you know, if he's able to stay healthy, he's the starting center, I think, going forward. And so, you know, he, he's definitely a lottery talent that got lost in the, in the draft due to some injuries. Yeah. Um, so we're really optimistic about him. And so my hope, again, is that Brad Stevens is able to kind of channel some of that idea of, hey, this is what it takes to be an NBA-ready player from a 
before you get to the NBA, right? Looking at college players and, and, and evaluating them from that standpoint. Um, I think Danny Ainge was always looking to build for the future. And my hope is that Brad Stevens is able to and, and analyze players now and say, yep, they're ready to play today, tomorrow, right? Um, yeah. Rather than three years down the road. Do you think they'll hire Mike Jackson or, so, who, or Mike Jackson, Mark Jackson? Do you, who do you think they'll get for a coach? That That's like what's lost in it all is now the Celtics need a head coach. We're all focused on Brad Stevens sliding up, but like one of the premier jobs in the NBA is going to be hiring a coach. That's very interesting. And I have no clue who they could possibly be looking at. I've seen a lot of names swirl around. Mark Jackson uh, obviously comes to mind right away. I've seen, I hope it's not Jason Kidd. I live in Wisconsin long enough to know that Jason Kidd is not, not the cream of the crop exactly for head coaches. Um, unless he, I mean, unless he's willing to spill drinks all over the court uh, just yeah. to get us some extra time out. Which, hey, if it works, it works, right? Um, so I, those are just a couple names that I've seen. Chauncey Billups was another name that, that popped up on my Twitter feed. I don't know if any of these guys are necessarily ready to do that. Um, I definitely don't want Jason Kidd <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Um, but that that I'm not jealous of Brad Stevens right now with having to pick out a, a head coach for the Celtics. Um, it's a very important job. It's going to be um, really a, a staple for the, the Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown era, where this is probably the only head coach the Celtics are going to have before both of their contracts expire. Yeah. And so you need to find somebody who's able to make these two guys believe we can win in Boston. Otherwise, they'll leave. The NBA has shown that players want to win, and so and and teams can buy championships. And so you need to have a coach that's able to help bring in some of those those free agents. And if Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum are out, then the Celtics are really up the you know what creek. Well, I think I think the NFL is even showing that now too. Sometimes if you want to win, you got to leave, or it's best to leave. So I I agree with you. I'm intrigued to watch. I kind of hope it's Jason Kidd because it would be funny, but I I don't wish that on you as a Celtics fan and somebody who covers the team who has volunteered to come on my show. Chris, I appreciate you, and if they make a hire and it is Jason Kidd, I want to have you back on because then we got to talk about it. <laughs> yeah, I don't have to have some, some alcohol with me for that one. I don't know if I can I can get through a sober Jason Kidd hiring. <laughs> Thanks, man. I appreciate you. Hey, Thanks for calling in. It. Absolutely. Anytime. Thanks, Grant. Yeah, that's Chris Porter, Flurry Sports. Packers, Celtics, Brewers, Blue Jackets. Yes. That is a common combination. I can't imagine they'll hire Jason Kidd. I don't think Jason Kidd's going to get another chance as a head coach. I think he's the dude who's always going to be rumored, but probably never, probably never get the gig. That's Chris Porter. You should follow him on Twitter, BigPort212. His profile picture is with Brian Scalabrini. So, yeah, he's a, he's a true Celtics fan. Thanks, Chris. Appreciate that. I said this earlier this week. Anytime a guest is going to volunteer, book themselves to join my show, yes, that's less work I have to do. Absolutely, Chris. I appreciate you. Celtic story is very interesting. Maybe Mark Jackson. I don't know. We do this every hiring cycle, too. Well, maybe maybe Mark Jackson. So we'll see. Let's talk about the Brewers for a couple of minutes, and then I want to get back into the Bucks here from Giannis at 535. The Wisco Sports Show back after this. This is the Wisco Sports Show with Grant Bills on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Wisco Sports Show, just a, a disgusting mix of topics today. This show's been like a fruitcake. Like, it's very eclectic, and I'm not really sure if it's all that good, but heck of a, a variety, at least. Done a little Brewers. Have we done Brewers yet? Yeah, I don't think we've got there. We're about to do Brewers. A lot of NBA. We've spoken with Ebo. New guest. Uh, volunteer contributor. That was Chris Porter. You should follow him. Big Port 212. Blogs for Flurry Sports. I know a couple guys who do some work with Flurry. Very, very cool guys. Specifically Luke Reimer. This dude cracks me up. We were talking about him. Good group of gentlemen. A fine publication that you should follow. My name, Grant Bills. You can find me on Twitter at Wisco Grant. Or if you're not on Twitter, who cares? Just, it doesn't matter. You can text and call the show 608-796-2558. I wanted to get this out in the open today. I wanted to have this brief conversation about the Brewers before we get back into the Bucks. We're going to hear from Giannis in a few minutes. I just, I was taking inventory. I was reflecting today. And it seems as though we've always been worrying and stressing about Jackie Bradley Jr., Keston Hira, and Rias, and Shaw. It's like, oh, they can't hit. They're all hitting 210. 
No, we can hit the ball. No power. No blah, 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 blah. All this. And Castaneda has been really bad. Uh, since coming back up, one for 20 with 11 strikeouts, at least at some point during the game last night, Tom Hodricourt, the Journal Sentinel, tweeted that out. So maybe he's like one for 21 or something. He's just swinging through fastballs. And it's funny because the tweet that Tom Hodricourt sent out was like, it's bad, folks, which made me laugh because that's something I would say. It's bad, folks. Listen here, folks. I just love that. Tom Hodricourt is just shooting up the power rankings of my favorite journalist, my favorite Twitter followers. Never met him, probably never will, but his Twitter account cracks me up. Exit velocity is way down for all these guys. Nobody's hitting the ball with power. Nobody's hitting the ball, period. And we've complained about JBJ and Hira and Urias and Shaw. And that's been warranted. I feel like we got to lump another name into this list, and you're not going to like it. I think we want to give this player every benefit of the doubt for a million different reasons, but uh, Christian Yelich, not good. Not good at all. And I want to pull up his baseball savant because I had it up, and now I deleted it to look up something stupid. Or Let me pull the tab back up. His exit velocity is way down. And I know you hear exit velocity, you're like rolling your eyes. Uh, it's a worthwhile statistic, folks. Quote Tom Hodricourt. 2019 exit velocity on average of 93 miles an hour. That was top two in the league. Top 2%, excuse me. Last year, 94 miles an hour. That was top 1% in the league. This year, 90. It's dropped four miles per hour. And over the course of his career, he's risen from 91, 92, 90, 92, 93, 94. Now he's all the way back down to 90. Uh, a dip that he hasn't had since 2017. And you can see it by just watching. You don't need to look up the statistics. He's not hitting the ball hard. You can just tell his at-bats aren't scary. Like, you're, you're not really getting your hopes up that he's going to crush a ball and put it in the seats. This man almost did 50 home runs a few years ago, or maybe he did. I don't remember. I have the stats in front of me. I could just check. Home runs. See, these are all the advanced stats, so I guess, no, I don't have home runs here. Home runs, home runs, home runs. Yeah, he's hit for power the last couple of years. Needless to say, you know that. I don't remember how many it was exactly. Actual home runs, 44. There's the number, 44. Two years ago in 2019. 2020 was a wash. He was injured this year, and now we're just waiting for him to come back. His at-bats aren't scary. He has 18 hits so far this year. He has one double, one triple, and one home run. So out of the 18 hits he has... 15 are singles, and I'm not hating on singles because they need all the offense they can get. And sure, he has 15 walks. That's great. But Christian Yelich isn't Jason Kendall. And right now, he's Jason Kendall. And, like, don't get me wrong. I, I like Jason Kendall. I'm a Jason Kendall guy. But the Brewers didn't pay Jason Kendall like an MVP, and the Brewers didn't build their team around Jason Kendall. They built their offense naturally around Mike Rivera. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Backup catcher. No, I'm kidding. J- Jason Kendall hit singles all the time. That's all he ever did. Christian Yelich is supposed to hit for power. He's supposed to drive baseballs, and he's supposed to be a threat. He's not a threat right now. Worst case scenario, he's going to dribble on through the infield and get on base. Maybe he'll steal a base. Or maybe he'll score if someone behind him gets a hit, but what are the chances that's going to happen the way they've been hitting this year? I'm not trying to slander Christian Yelich. not trying to say that he's done as a player and that this contract is terrible, but folks, I feel like this is a possibility that we need least to consider because if we're going to complain about Jackie Bradley Jr. and Hira and Urias and Sean, how they've all been bad, uh, let's look at Christian Yelich. He's been bad. He's got 18 hits. 15 of them are singles. That's not why they brought him in. Now, if that was Jackie Bradley Jr., I'd be okay with it. If he was Jason Kendall, I'd be okay with it. He's not Jason Kendall. He's not Jackie Bradley Jr. He's Christian Yelich. He has an MVP. He could have easily had two. They gave it to Bellinger instead. Fine. That's not the point. The point is he is an MVP. The Brewers are paying him like one, and they designed this team like Christian Yelich is an MVP. And that's not at all how he's played. Now, he could get hot starting tomorrow, and he could look like the player we're used to seeing. I please pray to God that's what happens. But I don't know. It doesn't feel very promising right now. I know the season last year was weird. The injury this year, that certainly doesn't make life easier. I know he busted up his kneecap, and now his back's had issues, but I I don't know. We can't wait three years for him to get right. The Brewers need him. They built this team around him, and he's hitting like Jason Kendall. He's not hitting like Prince Fielder. He just looks at times lost up there. He looks tentative. He looks like he's not trying to crush the baseball like he used to. 
Or maybe he's trying too hard to cross the baseball. I don't know. I'm not a hitting coach. Somebody will figure it out, or somebody should figure it out. 15 singles. That's... I'll take singles, but you need the power to come from somewhere, and, like, a four-day hot streak once a month from Avi Garcia isn't going to create all the power that this team needs. They need it to come from elsewhere. They need it from Hira. They're not getting it. They need it from Yelich. They're not getting it. The pitching can win them games, and Craig Council can maneuver the back end of the bullpen to win some games, and and maybe Omar Narvaez gets on base enough. Like, I don't know. But they need Yelich to have for power. I'm hoping that turns out to be the case before too long. When we come back, we'll hear from Giannis. Spoke to the media about the Heat series, which I don't really care about. He also talked about the Net series moving forward. That's what I'm more interested in. He also just had some really good comments about life, specifically his work-life balance. And I think it's really interesting. So we'll hear from Giannis, the Bucks MVP, coming up next here on the Wisco Sports Show. This is the Wisco Sports Show with Grant Bills on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network.